You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. We are live. Minor Talk is here, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Check them out for all your home commercial insurance needs. That's the Oscar Arieta Agency, the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. And uh, whether it's, again, home insurance or agency, and ask about bundling your insurances together uh, to save instantly. Learn more online at OscarArietaAgency.com. Well, uh, we come to you today with a full house here in our River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios. Uh, Abilene Christian defeated UTEP 88-82. to I, I think this is probably the toughest loss of uh, Joe Golding's career here in three years. I, I mean, I'm just kind of speculating this. Um, this is a program that he helped run. He was there for 10 years. He had so much success there, and it all culminated in uh, seeing a new uh, arena being built in the Moody Center, a $50 million arena, the Moody Center. He had never seen it before prior to today and he brought in the miners uh, to town to Abilene and they lost in this one um, you heard it from Joe Golding Sal to to end uh, his press conference or his media availability with uh, John Teicher he felt like they just out toughed UTEP in the final six minutes or so and you look at the stats I mean they're identical a lot of the stats resemble yeah. a lot of similar uh, a lot of similarities and for the miners they just uh, could not come through in the end, I felt like the Wildcats made a lot of big shots late in the game when it really mattered. And despite UTEP forcing 23 turnovers in this game, the Miners have now lost five straight to Division One opponents. And now, I mean, they they're trying to pick up the pieces and wonder what happened. Yeah, and the tough part is a lot of the same questions are are being asked. Like, hey, what's going on with um, with the reliability on defense for these guys? And it just hasn't been there pretty much all season when you when it comes to Division One opponents. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been around here and there, but unfortunately, this is uh, this is a, a cold streak that we're seeing the Miners go on right now, so early on in the season. You're exactly right, Sal. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines early. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X, whatever you prefer, and then 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Let's welcome into the show our two featured guests. They joined us out at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. Former player Isaiah Rines is here, and former player and coach, current uh, Socorro Bulldogs coach Omar Thomas in the house. Uh, we've got two separate generations of minors in the house right now. First off with you, Isaiah, let's, uh, let's welcome you on to the program for the first time here today. Uh, give me your thoughts. Miners, drop a tough one in, in this one, a, a game in which they really wanted to win. Yeah, you're right, Adrian. Uh, it, was, it was a really tough loss. And, um, you know, um, the Miners have two more days to kind of recoup, uh, really get it together until they have to go into the Sumble Invitational Tournament to play a game against Norfolk State on Wednesday. Um, so... I think at the point, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, coaches and players, they just have to come together. They have to figure out what went wrong, and uh, they just have to get ready for Wednesday. You're exactly right. OT, welcome on to the show. Our listeners know your name very well, uh, and they know who you are, and they also have probably watched um, as you've been a coach here in El Paso uh, for the last several years. You're now running your own program out at Socorro. Uh, we all know you as uh, one of the UTEP household names here in town for a guy uh, for a guy who's played on NCAA tournament teams. Right now, the minors are facing adversity, OT. As a coach, I mean, what, what do you kind of do to, to collect the group right now and to get them into winning ways you heard what Golding said at the end just find a win and that's what this program is searching for right now first and foremost Adrian thank you for having me um just looking at the official box scores uh the the statistics look identical I think UTEP they have more points off of turnovers I think the bench uh production was was probably the key um you just got to regroup Take it one game at a time. Um, he's going through a rough patch, which all coaches go through. And just just um, get back into the lab. Um, they have difficult times scoring on the perimeter. So I think that's they need to focus a little bit more on, on, on the perimeter, getting the guys uh, more more shots at a game, game speed. But they in there. I mean, far as statistical, they should have won the game. I mean, everything looked identical. It's just – 
like I said, the the bench outscored our bench. We outscored them in the paint. We had more points off turnovers, second chance points, and fast breaks. So this definitely was a winnable game for us. Yeah, and that's a tough thing for a lot of minor fans. They'll look at this game and see on paper, it's Abilene Christian. It's a game in which, hey, UTEP should win. I mean, no, I'm not knocking this Abilene Christian team by itself. I'm just putting UTEP at a higher standard, and I'm putting UTEP at a point where they should win these games. They should go into them confident, thinking this is is an opportunity for them in order to get another non-conference win. Remember, they're, they're also still searching for their first win on the road they've gotten a neutral site win against Cal okay but in that uh you know in that invitational earlier in the year but they're still looking for their first road win their true road win of the season and hey uh I always say it uh, boys win at home men win on the road and that's just kind of how it is in college basketball especially if you're going to hope to win uh in March hey let's go to Twitter we've got some comments to react to then let's take some calls we already have full phone lines right now I know a lot of people right now are really disappointed in what they're seeing in this UTEP basketball team. Uh, We'll take calls as long as we can here on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's get it started on Twitter or X. Aaron Peterson gets us started. Did I miss something? Is there a reason that Elijah Jones didn't see any minutes? While he's young and makes mistakes, he usually provides a spark that the Miners could have used today. Uh, I will say this, guys. They didn't get a lot of production down low in their in Interior Calvin Solomon had uh, foul trouble in this game. Uh, Derek Hamilton uh, played a little bit, but didn't play much. And then they relied on Kevin Kalu, who ended up fouling out in this game as well. Uh, bottom line, they just didn't get minutes out of that uh, four position right now. And uh, Isaiah, you're you're forward, you know, uh, and you come into this un- kind of understanding the big man position. How important is it for UTEP to kind of find an identity down low for a big man, even when they might not that answer? might not be clear knowing they don't have Zarek Onyema anymore on this team and haven't had much production down low from that big man role uh, this season. Yeah, so that's it's is very important, Adrian. Um, you know, I understand that position. Uh, actually, I played center, so you know the power forward position is more of like you know he's the one that gets the rebounds, he's the one that brings the ball in, he's the one that is, you know, the the second arm to to just get really aggressive, you know, attack the basket, attack the paint, you know. So just just having guys engaged in inside and out, you know, me and Omar, we've talked about this at the district. You know, we we really want that ball to go inside. And if it can go inside, it just makes it you're having the guards work extra harder, you know, to to have to find ways to score rather than just giving it in the post. Right. And then the the power forward or center doesn't really necessarily have to score right away. They can just catch the ball in the low post, look around, see who's open. And, yeah, just inside and out, you know, and uh, I, I trust that the coaching staff understands that. And I just think all it is is just trust. You know, players, you know, guards and centers and forwards, they have to trust each other to move that basketball inside out to get it done. Yeah, and OT, I'll bring you back in because it's funny. Isaiah brought uh, brought up the center role, and UTEP kind of goes in a different type of system. They bring out four guards at times. Sometimes they'll throw two forwards out in the mix, but they don't have a true center, a true big, a true forward who's going to hang with the guys down low. I mean, Calvin Solomon, he's six foot seven, and a lot of times he's uh, UTEP's tall tallest man on the floor. Are you a fan of that philosophy in today's college basketball, or do you kind of like having a true big who's going to help uh, you know, in, in certain situations? No, I'm definitely a fan, just because I've, I played the four position with Billy and Doc. Uh, we ran the same two games as, as, as Joe. You just got to get the ball down there, and you got to be productive down there, especially if you're going to run two games. You got to have an inside presence. So I think that's the biggest thing that Joe's probably dealing with right now, getting productivity from from the post. If you're going to run two games, you have to have an inside presence. So I think we're lacking uh, just dominance down low. Yeah, I mean, it's a guards game, but also you got to have some type of dominance down down low. Yeah, I can I can totally understand that. Let's take some calls, guys. Let's see uh, what some of our listeners have to say after this one. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's get it started with JJ Minor fan who's joining us first. JJ, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? First off, I would give right about now my right arm for an OT or for an Antoine Gillespie. 
Like, we need a sword. Like, I would literally give my right arm for that. Um, and, like, uh, OT, a big, huge fan for years. But, uh, like, honestly, I think, like I said last time, I, I know you guys could really hear me because I had COVID, but uh, I think Goldie was over his head. And the players wanted it. You could see them, but there was no structure. There was nothing there. And to lose to Abilene Christian, what we got their coach from, the coach got his, his raise, the coach has his facilities, the coach has his, his choice of assistant coaches. This one hurts. This one really, really hurts. I hear you. Hey, JJ, I appreciate it, man. OT, you want to react to this one? Go ahead. Oh, just to answer to JJ, that's just like when, when Coach Gillespie left. If A&M would have came and played UTEP that following year, we would have kicked their butts just because how Gillespie left and everything, the energy. It's it's hard going back to your old school. There's a lot of emotions. They they, they have something to prove as well as the players. So it's it's not an easy situation whether you're high major, mid-major, and a lot of buildup. It's, it's tough going back to your old school and trying to get a win. I love the perspective. I love the perspective. I would have never understood that one right there, and that's a great, uh, great, great perspective right there, OT. I appreciate it, JJ. Thanks for calling in on that one. Uh, Maybe he can give his right arm for you and and some some scoring efforts and stuff like that. Let's move on. Let's go to Adam, who's joining us next, 915-505-6009. If you want to weigh in, we just freed up a line. Now is the time to do it, 915-505-6009. Adam, good. This one, Miners lose five straight against Division I opponents right now particularly looking at the the losing streak in general uh i'm looking at a few things number one um i'm looking at the level of recruiting that that joe golding has done um you know it's a different level conference u.s a conference u.s is a very and then i'm also looking at player development i mean I, i'm really not seeing any any difference um from anyone on on this team in terms of advancing their basketball skills other than tay hardy um, you know, I'm a little bit of, uh, I'm a little bit of tired of, uh, Zid Powell and, and like the, you know, the, the amount of leeway that Joe Golding gives him on the court. I mean, he's just he, Christmas presents left and right to Abilene Christian. And like, you know, he stays in the game. I, I get it. I get, we may not have the kind of guards to put someone else in. Um, but just to continually give the ball away. I mean, I don't know how many turn, uh, turnovers Zid had, but I mean, it, it's been constant um, over the stretch of games, and uh, it, it's ridiculous. So uh, recruiting, player development. Um, I, I'm wondering, does Joe Golding need to go find himself another assistant? I mean, he's had the, these assistants for for a few years. Um, you know what? You know stuff as simple as free throw shooting stuff as simple as not making these dumb little lob passes that or, or passes that don't get to the player quickly N- nothing is crisp everything is just like kind of like floating up in the air and take back the other way and score and um it, it's just not it's just not good basketball we know what good basketball is we saw it the first few games of the season but good basketball teams can put those together one right after another they may stumble, but at the same time, they're still able to kind of maintain that level of play. And we've just not seen it. And uh, I like Joe Golding, uh, but at, at this point, um, the program's on his shoulders. It, it's a very important program to the city, and right now he's not doing the job. The players aren't doing the job, but ultimately it falls on him. And I, I know he's feeling the pressure, and I feel for him, but you know, at the same time, you, you don't go in against a whack opponent. And I think I saw they're, they're already 0-2 in the whack. I think is what I saw um, when hmm. I watched the game today. They already zero two in the whack, and we go in and we lose to the, to to a whack team. Regardless of who it was, we lose to a whack team. It, it, it's embarrassing at this point. I hear you, Adam. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Sal, let me bring you in on this one because uh, for us, this is a game that we circled, so we can't uh, undermine the importance of this game because we circled the importance of this one, put a lot of stock in that Loyola Marymount game. I uh, didn't put a lot of stock in that Bradley championship game. I'm going to give the team the benefit of the doubt in those road games right there, right? Neutral site in the road game, Uh, but in this one, I held UTEP to a higher standard, and despite Ab 
bubbling Christian despite the style of play. I wanted UTEP to play better than they did in this one, and I felt like they had it and they had it for the taking. Just could not execute down the stretch in order to win this game. Yeah, and I think another uh, thing, Adrian, that's a bit concerning is their last game was over a week ago. It was last Saturday, so you know the amount of time to prepare for this one. Albeit it's an emotional game, one of the more emotional games uh, for Coach Golding, maybe the most emotional game uh, this season, and perhaps maybe in his tenure, other than his um, you know his debut. This is um, this is telling, man, and it's uh, it's really concerning seeing that they haven't really improved on much from what we've noticed. Now, the offense got better today, and, and they played bigger. We, we asked them to play bigger, play tougher. They get more offensive rebounds, and they do a good job of that. It's just not being efficient in other areas. It's kind of digging themselves in a hole and relying on a, on a couple of things to get them out while they have more things that's continuing to dig them. Yeah, think about it. Offensively, they shoot 42% from the field tonight, 33% from beyond the arc, which isn't enough, uh, but only turned the ball over 15 times. It's kind of around their season season average I shouldn't say only uh, but it was better uh, or they at least won the turnover margin Abilene Christian had 23 in this one Miners have 15 uh, OT you had something to say on this one from Adam uh, he he had a lot of different things that he went in on that phone call right there and he was just really overall disappointed in just the play from the Miners uh, it, it, it takes time um, every every good program goes through their ups and downs uh, understand the frustration from the fans so everybody want to win now they understand coach golden is a great coach got an ncaa win versus texas and you know coach golden kind of spoiled us because he had that great first year but as far as the recruiting in el paso it's it's not the same as the glory years when i played when coach barbie played it's it's hard to get good recruits here just because of the NIL money, and there's not a big attraction to UTEP anymore. Uh, you know, why come to UTEP when you can stay? If you're from Philadelphia, you got so many other majors that that's producing more NIL money. Why come to UTEP now? So Coach Golden got his hands full. You know, he's a great coach. He's going to figure it out. He got a great staff. But it's, it's not the, you know, UTEP fans are used to the glory years where all this success happens overnight. No, it's it's a different time in sports. UTEP is a mid-major that doesn't produce a lot of money, and it's all about NIL money. So even if you get a good stud, if he plays good one or two years, he's leaving anyway. So it's 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 hard right now. Yeah, it's a good majors. point. It's a good point, and I, I feel like that's the biggest test uh, for all these guys and all these coaches to try to find success in the mid majors while understanding NIL and transfer portal really rules a lot of college sports. Hey, let's pause ten seconds for station identification. We're talking UTEP Abilene Christian Wildcats get the win, eighty-eight to eighty-two. If you want to talk about it, nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification as you're listening to my. Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We're back here. Minor talk continues now on five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's go to it. Let's get another phone call in. Then then we'll uh, bring up Isaiah. He'll we'll get his thoughts on this as well. Kurt is next on the phone lines now on five five zero five six zero zero nine. Kurt, good afternoon, man. What's going on? How are you doing, guys? Uh, first of all, uh, this is this is absolutely unacceptable. The UTEP standard of basketball. Omar Thomas and I watched him play. That guy played with heart. He was six four. Played down low in the block against bigger guys. And did it? Did his thing and dominated. We need guys like that. I know, I, I know. Nil money is it's about the money nowadays. So if we can't get the money to get these guys in and get talent. It's never going to be a, a, a good season for UTEP basketball. We're in different times, and it's on the coaching staff to, to get the guys to play better. They said, "Look, like, let's wreck, wreck this out there." They look. They have no post play at all. No, no guys downloaded nothing. It's just, it's just not good basketball, in my eyes, and it's it, it's a. It's embarrassing to lose Abilene Christian when you're your UTEP's program that's supposed to be a, a good, good mid-major basketball program. Uh, Kurt, what's your solution to fix the issues that you're seeing from UTEP, in your opinion? You say heart, and you say it's more kind of like the things that you're not – it's kind of like the intangibles right here. Right, right. I, I just think that there's, there's no – I look at the guys down low, there's no, there's no go-to guy. There's no, there's, there's no 
there's no one that can take over a game or get the ball down low and that can that can you know go down put the ball in the basket you know it just I, I I've watched him you know he seems like a holder I've watched him several games now it's just like I don't see anything that that's 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 working and then an outside shooting is it's it's Hardy or, or no one else and Powell turns the ball over a lot it's, it's turnover freak so it's just it's just unless it changes it's not getting any better. I hear you. So that's in my opinion. Okay, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the phone call. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Isaiah, you just hear the frustration from some of the fans right now. And the thing is, people hold UTEP to a high standard. You played under Rodney Terry, who felt the pressure early in his own coaching career at UTEP. And then he ended up leaving UTEP for an assistant job at Texas, which he ends up parlaying to a head coaching role over there. But you understand that at this school, winning is a high standard even though OT said what he said as far as hey it El Paso fans need to understand kind of get a reality check that it takes a while for you to build a program or at least build a culture of a program that wants to get or actually has success in getting recruits but you understand that there are fans who hold this program to a high standard and that's just not going to change here in El Paso yeah you're absolutely right Adrian you know to kind of piggyback of what Omar said you know um We've enjoyed a lot of those glory days back then. You know, uh, it, it's a different time today. You know, back then, Omar played with amazing uh, talent, you know, the coaching staff, everybody, you know, and, um, you know, like the caller uh, just now said, you know, like getting the ball down low is so important. It's just, you know, it opens up so many other opportunities for players to score. And even for the center and forward themselves, it gives them the opportunity to take advantage. If they're taller, if they're stronger, if they're more aggressive, take advantage of that and score. Get the ball in the hoop. That's that's the number one thing. And if you look at the NBA today, like even though the center position has evolved, we got centers shooting threes now. We yeah, got, you know, that's right. The ball, you know, it's just. Um, I think with UTEP, it's 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 about pride. You know, if if you're playing on the team, if you know that UTEP has had a history of of being in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we have a national championship, a historic NCAA national championship back in 1966. We have to still remember that. We have to take that and use that as fuel, right? We have to take the fans' desire of winning, and we have to use that as fuel. On like for for this Wednesday's game. We need to remember the team that we're on. We need to remember who we're playing for. You know, when I was playing, you know, I when I had my opportunity to get on there, to get out there on that floor, I took every opportunity advantage I had and I played as hard as I could because I was playing not just for the fans but for the university. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. For the university. Yeah, really good point, Isaiah. Uh, let's continue. 915-505-6009. We got a couple other posts that came in our way. Pick Axe, or Pick My Axe 915 <laughs> says, can we leave Joe Golding over in Abilene? Wow. 915 Sun City Caper. Joe Golding might need to go sifting for gold elsewhere. I like the guy, but recruiting and player development has been a complete failure. This guy at this minor fan sends us this one. The veil has been lifted on this recruiting class. It's pure trash. Zid Powell has become a turnover machine, and this team has regressed uh, tremendously. The panic button should be hit. We were playing a walk-on with two minutes left, for Christ's sakes. Uh, My pickaxe, this one, another one from him. I hit the panic button last season after seeing a terribly coached team uh, stagnate slash regress. This This looks like the same team as last year. Joe Golding can't recruit, and he's overrated as a coach. Hashtag minor talk. This is coming in from Shannon. It's panic time. Hashtag minor talk. Clearwater with this one. Any chance of leaving Joe Golding in Abilene? Should have never picked him up. Uh, Seemed like a good hire at the time, but we were duped. This team is lacking. No player development. Recruiting is bad. Offensive creativity is nowhere to be found. Damn, this was not supposed to happen. David Corral Jr., well on the way for another wasted season. It's another embarrassing loss on the way. They just don't have any ganas. This coming in from E. Garcia. This basketball coach is no different than the football coach. They let UTEP down. Um, This is coming in from 
This is coming in right here from Mike Saucedo. He's just laughing at all these posts. Uh, King Eric chimes in saying, "Start to uh, time to start pushing the panic button. Abilene Christian didn't do anything that surprised me, but they had great success feeding it down low and driving it to the basket. Only question I have is, are people going to start calling for Joe Golding's head as a head coach? Sal, we've done this way too much. We already see the overreaction right here. I just read like 10 overreaction tweets right there. Do I think that Joe Golding should be fired after this? game no of course not no do i see the red flags on this season in particular maybe but that was only because i had higher expectations on this team going into the season yeah with with, uh with coach golding i I saw the there was a tweet or something comparing to football it's it's completely different (laughs) i think you know just exactly the the verbiage and um you know what's being said in the post-game interviews is there you know the accountability factor so uh that that's a whole other world however the frustration adrian i i it's there, and people were looking forward to basketball season after a disappointing football season. Right. I mean, congratulations, basketball. People were looking forward to you, and although you haven't started out well this early, this is the result that's going to happen. So it's it's basketball, man. El Paso's a fickle city. Yes, there's diehards. We know that. But if you want to get new people out to the stands, if you want to get new diehards, so to speak, you got to get on the streak and, uh, and win in front of them. So... I mean, still a long season. Still a long season. That's exactly right. Let's talk in February, and if it's a drag in February, I've said this before, then that's not a good sign. If if they're humming in February, if they're having success in conference play, well, that's all that really matters, right? Because Conference USA is a one-bid league, so all you have to do is win your conference or have success in your conference. The only problem is you build momentum in non-conference for conference play, and as we've seen so far, it's a struggle right here for UTEP. Despite starting off the season 5-0, They've now lost uh, six or games up to this point, or five games up to this point now, and they're six and five overall. Let's go back to the phones. It's Mike and Austin who's joining us next. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. If you'd like to chime in, six hundred ESPN El Paso. Also on Twitter or X. Mike, good afternoon, man. What's going on? How's it going, gentlemen? Um, I have a completely different take on this. Um, I'm not an X's and O's kind of guy, so I can't really speak with any proficiency to, you know, whether or not, you know, we're playing hard down low or, you know, our backcourt needs some adjustment or what have you. But um, I do kind of, while I'm frustrated with this uh, um, performance and, you know, um, this lackluster performances that we've seen in these last few weeks, I'm not pushing the panic button yet. I kind of, I kind of see that we have, um, an athletic and um, passionate team, but that we kind of seem to be just missing one, maybe two pieces. And I'm not talking about players. I'm talking about components in the game itself, the inside the basketball game. Um, And I think that we have those components. I just don't know what, what it is. Because it seems like we have, when we're playing solid, it's clear. And when we don't, then it looks like we're just missing a piece. I'd love to hear what, you know, Isaiah or, you know, uh, OT have to say on that. Um, Yeah, let's talk about it, Mike. Uh, Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the phone call there. Hey, I'll say this right here. When UTEP's humming on all cylinders this season, things are looking good. They play great in transition. That's when they're flying all around. They play great when they're uh, turning teams over and they're starting off defensively. But I think the big thing, OT, is consistency. I think, uh, you know, he didn't mention any X's and O's, but it's about being consistent in your play. We've seen too many runs and too many streaks of UTEP going on four minutes minute scoring droughts, five-minute scoring droughts. It's been six minutes since the Miners hit a field goal, and their only points coming from the charity stripe. That's, I think, where fans need to understand. Maybe consistency is the is the bigger answer. What, how do you see it right there? If UTEP right now is trying to figure out, really, what's going on with this program right here? Because there are some good things, and like we said, the stats will reflect a, a much closer game than maybe the score would indicate, especially toward the end of that game. But how, would you, how do you see this one we definitely need more consistency uh the guys got to get back in the lab uh you know that your, your shot's not falling go up there and get more reps i mean that's the only way your, your free throw's not not falling get more reps I, I i don't think we should hit the panic mode yet um there's still a lot of games in, in conference usa 
I wouldn't panic as a as a fan, as a coach. You know, you take it one game at a time. Evidently, we have to win a conference. I don't think Conference USA is a is a strong conference that we have to worry. Agreed. Gotta, I agree with that completely. Oh, uh, UTEP just need to get hot and play good basketball at the right time. You know, you got teams that struggle all the time, and right before conference time, conference tournament time, they get hot, they gel, and they win the conference. So it's no need to panic. I think Joe and the coaching staff will figure it out. Um, as far as uh, Zayed uh, Powell, yeah, he's not a point guard, so they translating him. Tr- transformation him into a point or combo guard so it takes time so there's gonna be days where he looks like a stud some days he looks like trash whatever you want to call it but it's a growing process like I think when it's all said and done I think they'll be there whether they can get it done or not will be another question but I think UTEP will be there at the end during conference USC time to advance to championship game or you know do you like the way that people talk about this team right now? You, it seems like you're smirking. You're not. You, it doesn't suit or sit well with you right uh, now. I'm, I'm a I'm a UTEP fan at heart, die hard. But I'm also a big fan of Joe. Uh, I have a really great relationship with Joe Golden. Uh, when he brings in recruits, I'm there to help. Right. So I feel always a part of UTEP. So just to hear the fans uh, talk, you know, UTEP is special. Uh, they're used to winning. It's traditional. So the fans do deserve winning. Uh, the Haskins need to be sold out. But, you know, they they do understand basketball here. And they do believe that smaller teams you should beat. But sometimes it's, it doesn't happen. You know, you That's go right. in, in, in a hostile environment and it doesn't happen. But long as at the end of the day, UTEP is there at the end to try to get an NCAA bid. That's that's all they're going to remember him by. So. That's true. How many wins you're getting in the conference tournament, stuff like that. How far you actually got in the conference tournament was when it was all said and done. Isaiah, you give me your thoughts. You heard that call from Mike. You give me your thoughts on this. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh again, you know, the fans are used to winning, you know. I mean, I mean we all love to win, right? You know, but um you know, I think when when you lose games like this, it always has to be a teachable moment. Right. You know, it's it's you know, it's a game of runs. You know, I remember when I was playing under Coach Terry and and, uh, Terry would always tell us, like, hey, guys, this is a game of runs. And I remember he he would talk to us in the locker room and he actually broke it down. He said, look, guys, right now this is midseason. Right. This is where conference teams play at their best. And when we get down to like like Omar said, when it comes time to win the conference, like that's 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 when the wheels start turning, right? That's when you have to really pick it up. You like everybody has to be playing at their highest level. You know, the coaches have to coach at their highest level. So like the stakes are really high, you know? And 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 when you win the conference tournament, when you get to the NCAA tournament, like like Omar and his um and his fellow teammates and coaches have, you know, it's it's a great feeling, you know? I mean I mean to be able to Play for play in the conference tournament championship and try to get to the dance is like amazing, right? And, Isn't that know, all you want? All that's 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 all we all want, you know. And 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 hopefully, hopefully this year things will be able to turn around. And even in the future, like like you know, Joe, this is still early for him. You know, Coach Golding, he's 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 got a lot of things that he's going to work out and iron out. And I really think that, you know, UTEP has a chance to, to, to get things better. This season, to me, is, is an improving season. I still think this is a work in progress. This isn't like the final product, you know. And uh, I just hope that fans can understand that. I just hope that fans can still come out and support like supporting your like supporting your school, supporting the team, the players. I mean, that just, that just creates a really good energy, especially if you can pack the Don, like, Players are going to play better. Coaches are going to coach better. I mean, if if everybody can get into it, especially this Wednesday, I guarantee you that we can that we can hopefully come out with a win that day. All right, I got you there. Hey, our telephone number now is five five zero five six zero zero nine. Hunter's on deck. We've got a couple of tweets to get to as well. Let's take a timeout though, as you're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency. More in a moment, right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk continues. We're presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. We've got Omar Thomas, Isaiah Rines, all in the house, along with Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. 
as we continue here. We'll get to our Timothy Cantrell player of the game and the hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso later on in the show. Uh, but let's continue taking phone calls. Next up is Hunter on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. Hunter, good evening, my friend. What's going on? What's going on, man? How's everything going? It's going well, Hunter. What's going on with you, man? Can't complain. Just finished watching two of my teams get uh, get beat today. Oh, you're a Cowboys fan. Omar is Omar yeah. OT is very happy that the Cowboys lost. <laughs> well, it was a given, you know. Uh, I mean, that's almost guaranteed money in December. Uh, you know, whoever would have put money on the Cowboys win, I guess doesn't doesn't know football too much, but shouldn't be too surprised, right? I guess not, right? I guess not. Um, you tell me what what happened with UTEP today. You tell me what's going on with this team. Matt, I hate to disagree with uh, Mr. Thomas there, just because uh, in the modern era he's one of the better players that I've seen. Uh, I think he's one of the few, maybe a handful, of modern UTEP basketball that could have played in UTEP's real heyday. Uh, I, I put him in, in very rare company, so I hate to disagree with him. But it sounds like he's making excuses for Golding because he likes him as a person, which is something that I think I do because I've been on that guy's bandwagon since he signed, and I've had a lot of confidence in him and, and belief in him and donate to the program based off of him. And uh, and so I don't want to acknowledge, like, oh, maybe this isn't the right move, but at the end of the day, you got to deal with the bottom line. What's the bottom line? you got to win. And when you're not winning, you're going to get criticized. When you're not winning, you should be criticized. It is one person's job in the basketball program that is responsible for their success. Regardless of all the different scenarios or whatever adversity or what challenges they face, it is his job to succeed. And right now he's not putting a successful product out there on the court for whatever reason there may be. There's a million excuses we can make for it, NIL, uh, you know, wh- whatever you want to say, it's a challenging time. You're right. That's why you get $800,000 a year to face those challenges and come up with solutions. So I think uh, people's frustrations stem from nothing changes. There has been no adjustment. You know, they closed practice and they had some of the hardest practice. Great. You worked hard. I'm all, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm a fan of hard work. But sometimes hard work without direction, it's meaningless. So when you're just pounding your head against that same wall, how are you getting better? You know, I'd like to see their practices. What are they working on in offense? Because nothing's changed. They don't capitalize off of uh, matchups that are actually favorable for them. I I think I saw a couple times, it might have been Camper, had like a foot advantage over his defender. Yeah. We don't capitalize. We just run the same nonsense, you know, and and we we keep getting backdoored and we don't adjust. And I, I get his style of defense opens yourself up for backdoor. But I think the problem is is that there has been zero actual adjustment in the gameplay and, and zero corrections that have been seen to at least say, hey, we're moving in the right direction. And, yes, it's one game, and they're, they're making it sound like, hey, it's a tough game, it was emotional. I don't care. It's not like it's the first game they've been a letdown. So the reason right. that the fan base is so angry is because it's, it's trending that way. It's not a fluke. It's the norm. And what is going to be done by the head coach? Because that's what falls on. I, I don't care about player situations or assistant coaches. He's the CEO of this program, and it's a failing program right now. So what is he going to do to get it get it on board? And I, I hate to disagree with Omar Thomas. I got a lot of respect for that guy. One of the best scores I've seen. You know, I've been going to games since the 80s, the real heyday when they were winning NCAA tournament games. Uh, he's been one of the best scores I've seen. I put him up there with Brandon Wolfram and a couple of the other all-time greats. I hate to disagree, but that's my thoughts on this one. Okay, I appreciate it, Hunter. Let's get a rebuttal first from OT. Go ahead, OT. No, I agree with Hunter. But also, you got to think, Joe's a good friend. It's about winning. At the the end of the day. That's right. It's about winning. But you act like Joe won overnight at Abilene Christian. No, it, it was a process for him. You know, he promised us... From the, the 21 season, his first year, everything was promising. No, he's in a difficult time. I, I agree with everything Hunter said, but player, he, he does got to find a way to adjust, got to find a way to – his assistant coaches got to help him out. I mean, that's why you got him. That's why you hire great assistant coaches. So whatever you don't see, they make adjustments for you. 
you know, it's, it's, it's a tough time right now. And I think he will get over it. But right now, the, the fans have every rights to be upset. But it doesn't happen overnight. New Mexico State, they, they probably look at New Mexico State, seeing how much success. But you got to go recruit different type of guys. New Mexico State recruit Jucos and, and guys that's super hungry. Maybe UTEP need to take that same avenue and recruit guys that's on their last leg, That's this is the last chance for them. Because New Mexico State recruits guys that's hungry. That's This is the last opportunity for those guys before whatever – ex-felonies, whatever they got. But we got to go a different direction and recruit guys that's hungry. And there's not a lot of hungry guys, hungry uh, players on UTEP team, as it seems. So we definitely got to do a better job of recruiting hungry guys. Yeah, I can see that completely. Um, I like it. I think you, so. You're saying it's it's in the staff. You need you might need a little support in game, and you need some help in recruiting. I mean, those are kind of two ways to look at it. I like it right there. And and for this team right here, it's not over. It's they're six and five, and they've got the West Star Bank Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational ahead of them, and that's Norfolk State coming up on Wednesday. Win or lose, they get the opponent of Wyoming or South Dakota State. So none of those. None of those games are going to be easy for the Miners, despite uh, where they started off the season, despite beating teams like UC Santa Barbara. They're not the same team as they once were early November. They've uh, they've obviously changed a lot since then. Uh, hey, our telephone number again, 915-505-6009. Hey, I want to address this. I know this one uh, came up and everybody was pretty much caught up, but I just want to give everybody the rundown. Tonight we saw, or today I should say, we saw Baylor Hebb, Colorado State transfer, play for the first time with the minors he actually is uh eligible now because of the federal ruling about the two time transfers across college basketball right now which granted him immediate eligibility however the NCAA has said that they will come down on players if this ruling is reversed and he could be uh, in jeopardy of losing this year of eligibility if the NCAA deems it as such Um, this is something that the coaching staff swayed with over the weekend at one point they thought nope they're not going to risk it then Baylor Hebb, he led the discussion himself and wanted to play in this game. So that's the reason why Baylor Hebb, he is eligible right now. He's going to be playing for the Miners in the foreseeable future. Let's see what happens with the NCAA ruling against this two-time transfer rule when it's all said and done. Sal, we've been tracking layups for the Miners. This was something that uh, Hunter mentioned. I just wanted to touch on this one. 14 of 24 tonight for the Miners for layups. Uh, it seems like that statistical category has been troubling for the Miners yeah. over these uh, losses. That's one of the stats that we've been kind of monitoring. Layups, just those easy bunnies. And they're, they were 14 of 24 tonight, so they missed 10 of those uh, today. Yeah, and, and that's a real problem when you're struggling from uh, from jump shots, basically, no matter where you are on the floor. An athletic team that's um, that should be adept at finishing at the cup haven't been that successful at and you pair that with the uh, with the inefficiency of a half court offense they just got a lot going against them right now and and when you can't finish at the cup as athletic as you are it presents a load of problems and, and on top of that Adrian even when they do get to the line they're not stellar enough they're not shooting stellar enough to uh, to counter that they were respectable you know average or below average hovering just under 70 percent but you gotta be you gotta be higher than that when your jump shots aren't falling yeah i'm with you completely there that's i mean that's a good way of looking at it too sal hey let's uh let's keep it moving let's go back to the phone lines right now 915-505-6009 up next is pinky on the phone lines pinky what's going on man it's great to hear from you Hey, great to hear from you guys, too, um, I, even though the results was not what we wanted. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, I just want to throw a shout-out to all the minor fans that called. You guys are so knowledgeable, and you, you, you express your hearts, what you feel about it. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one of those. I'm not going to disagree or agree with all of them. I'm glad they come out and they, they tell you and show you and monitor talk how they feel. That's now, true. Coach O.T., Coach O.T., Coach Thomas. Yes. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> yes, Kate. <laughs> hey, I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job, and so Corro, keep it up, and I know, and I know you'll turn things around. Go Miners, go Bulldogs. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Hey, Pinky's Pinky's our local Socorro guy. How about oh, yeah. that? Oh, he um, 
he he's been great. He did a uh, donation to the team. Um, you know, every time Eagles win or Cowboys lose, I always tweet something, <laughs> and he always he always uh, harassed me the next day or the same night. So no, Pinky's been great with the support. Uh, it's That's all funny. love. So. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. We got a long, long headed, long road ahead of us at Socorro, but I do believe year two will be really good. But we still got a lot of basketball left. Awesome, awesome, good stuff there. Hey, our telephone number again nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Let's go back to Twitter or X and uh, read some posts that came in our way. This is coming from Tristan Pence. The UTEP men's basketball team is where it's at because of Golding and his staff. They came into the season needing to replace a point guard, and they needed to replace a center, and they failed to recruit either position. UTEP has a talented team, but with no lead guard and a very poor bench coaching, this team is doomed. I feared this since his first season, but I think Golding is one of the worst bench coaches I've seen at UTEP. At times, I think he's clueless. That's why this team plays with a low IQ. The recruiting is also inexplicable. He seems to be in over his head right now. Uh, that's coming in from Tristan Pence. Uh, your thoughts, OT? You wanted to, you want to chime in right there? Uh, you know, you, you gotta you gotta make the assistant coaches, you know, earn their earn their money. You know, um, knows I know Spriggs is a good good recruiter. Um, Cox Cox is a good recruiter. You just gotta expand out. You know, during UTEP success over the years, they had different plugs. Uh, during Doc and Billy era, it was the Philadelphia Connect. Yeah. Don Haskins, it was the New York and Chicago connection. Barbie so, Memphis. And Barbie Memphis. So you just got to find your connection to, to bring the, the pipeline of players through. So right yeah. now they don't really have a, a pipeline of players. It's a little mixture of everything. But you got to get a pipeline where you got consistent high-level players coming in and out of the program. Isaiah, let, let me bring you in on this one because uh, you were talking about how you were asking, who's UTEP's best shooter? And and I think that's a good question. I think they're trying to figure that out right now. Who's their go-to guard and go-to scorer? I think Tay Hardy has carried them throughout a lot of these games, but I think they're needing – they kind of need somebody to step up in key moments to really help them out more than just Tay Hardy. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Adrian. And uh, – I mean, at the end of the day, basketball is a team sport. Everybody involved has to do their part. Um, I know when I played, I had a specific role, and that was sometimes it was the scout team. I had to copy plays that other teams did, and I had to be really good at it to kind of show my team, like, hey, this is what they're going to run. This is the scheme. You guys got to understand what's going on. Uh, so uh, aside from Tay, I – I like a lot of these players. I like Corey Camper. I like Otis Frazier. Uh, I love Zid Powell. I mean, he's from Philadelphia. My dad's from Philadelphia. I'm an Eagles fan with Omar. So, hey, shout out Eagles. You know, shout out to my dad. You know, <laughs> let's go. Let's go, right? So, um, yeah, um, you know, we, we, have, we have some playmakers. And I think all it is is, like I said and like I mentioned earlier in this show, is just you know, throwing the ball inside the post, it's it's going to free up a lot of opportunities for the guards to get to probably get some points, right? You know, uh, ball movement is is probably one of the most important things in the game. You know, so uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Tay is going to do what he can to to play his best game. Uh, Corey Camper, I mean, I think he can do just as good as Tay as well as Otis and Zid. Yeah, I hear what you I hear what you're saying there, uh, Sal. Let me bring you back in because uh, we've covered this team for a while now. I just can't understand why they're not going to Elijah Jones a little bit more. We saw him burst onto the scene early on in the year, and it seems like he's now in the doghouse with this squad. And uh, everybody's talking about, hey, when is a post player going to step up? Or hey, feed it to the post, uh, give it to the big man inside to work that two game. But Elijah Jones, one of your better younger players, he's just not getting a lot of minutes right now. Yeah. And uh, it, it's something that I'm questioning, especially when, you know, playing big hasn't been a specialty of the minors. And also, too, foul trouble has, has been a real problem. And if he can't come in and, you know, relieve some uh, some duties, so to speak, from some of the other guys who are in foul trouble, it, it makes you wonder why. I, I think he has the skill set to do it. Obviously, I'm not a coach. I, I don't know. It's just speculation on my end. But he's, he's shown flashes of him deserving to be out there, wondering why he isn't on the floor, considering that the the bigs haven't played well. Um, 
know, for a good part of the year. And they kind of needed it tonight. They needed, they needed something like that. I, I felt like, at least. Uh, Manny David chimes in. I'm probably among one or two diehards not jumping off the bandwagon yet. It's better to get this cold streak out of the way in the beginning of the season opposed to the middle or end of the year, uh, hoping that they could figure it out. Hashtag minor talk. This is coming from uh, Trey Chauvin. Joe Golding and UTEP basketball right now is a joke. They're worse than last year. I say 13-18 and 18 is their finish. It's time to find a coach that can recruit shooters. This team is hard to watch. Hashtag pack the dawn my ass. This is coming in from Whoa, him. Oh, man. I know. Right. These guys over here, <laughs> OT and Isaiah, are, are a little new to this. They're a little sticker shock from our, our listeners right now. Um, this, is new to, this, is, this is the same for us. We're, we're numb to this, OT. We're okay with this. Oh, it's not new. Um, on the way home from practice every day, uh, I listen to you guys every day, and it's amazing what the fans think. But, you know, they're diehard fans. They have their opinion. And it's it's a rough time for you, uh, athletics, basketball, football. And, you know, like I said before early in the show, like the fans deserve quality wins and, you know, playoffs and so it's 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 tough right now. And, yeah. and the fans are, are pissed, they're upset, and I get it. Like I'm a diehard Utah fan and, and it's sad because when I played in Europe, you know, everyone gloats about their their, their college team. So when you're not winning this, you know, it's it's bad. Yeah. And, and it's been bad for what, ten years for Utah uh basketball. So I mean, hopefully Joe can Turn it around. I don't think it's too late, but uh, the fans are getting impatient. Yeah. Uh, especially he's getting paid a, a nice chunk of money to, to produce wins. So I think the fans have every right, but I think he'll, he'll figure it out. So next team, uh, next year will be 14 years without an NCAA appearance. Uh, if they get to um, the tournament, uh, you also have to factor in it's been 30-plus years since they've actually won a game in the NCAA tournament as well. So that's those are just factual numbers, and those are just things that minor fans kind of hold true to them, but they also hold true all the success they had in the past. I mean, that's what a lot of our listeners always call in about, and that, that's why they hold them to a high standard. El Paso Visuals Deportivos chimes in. He says this, I'm not worried about this loss. In the end, only the only thing that matters is winning the Conference USA tournament because the NCAA tournament is only taking one team from Conference USA. Yes, it would be nice for UTEP men's basketball to be winning right now, but I stand what I first said right here. All they need to do is win the conference tournament. There you go. That's something that we all said over here as well. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll say this, guys, uh, and I hey, I can't thank you both enough for all the time that you gave us and uh, really appreciate all the time here on the show. Uh, the Don Haskins West Star Bank Sun Bowl Invitational is coming up this week. Norfolk Stake is on, uh, State is on the docket for the Miners first. That's Wednesday, December 20th. That game will tip off around 7, 7.30. And then if they win or lose that one, they'll take on the winner or loser of Wyoming versus South Dakota State. Guys, in your opinion, what do you want to see from the Miners do? It's a quicker turnaround here. And then, um, you know, we'll kind of wind things up here on the show we'll take a final break and then we'll give out some awards after this one but Isaiah we'll start with you what are some of the things you want to see from UTEP here to start things off uh, in this shorter quick uh, turnaround ahead of the tournament coming up this week absolutely so it's it's uh, you're right it's it's a really quick turnaround they have two days to prepare Uh, so honestly at the end of the day it's about heart you know what what's in it for you as a player as a coach like how invested are you as a team as a collective to to try to win games you know and 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 I know I know people like you know fans want to hit the panic button you know everybody's like oh my god like you know we're like we're not we're not winning we're like we're losing to these other teams that we're supposed to be beating uh, but it's it's yeah you know at the end of the day it's about heart you know when the game plan is very important because as a player um it was the details that mattered, right? When when you do when you look at the scouting report, you look at the other team and you look at who their best player is, who's their best scorer, who's that one player that gets the most rebounds. That 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 player that we're going up against, we have to stop him right at the tip. Box him out. If you see a shooter, 
red alert. Ha- high hands, like, guard him. Like, don't don't let them get off to a hot start. And I think that's what happened in this game. Uh, you know, me and you, Adrian, we kind of watched the first half. And Abilene Christian was on a roll. They were up by almost 12, 15 points. And, 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 and we that's when we started having thoughts, right? Like, oh, man, is this, this going to be a blowout loss? But UTEP, what I like about this team is they they have a willingness to fight back. And and I like that about them. And yeah. I don't want them to exert all their energy in the in the middle of the game towards the end to try to play catch up. No, no, no. It starts at the tip um, at the tip off. Win, win it, uh, win it um, half by half. Timeout yeah. after timeout. Win it. You know. Yeah, I like it. And and I also like the fact that you mentioned they didn't give up. And it's true. I mean, you think about this game, 14 lead changes, 12 times this game was tied. It was just a, it was a fight from the tip-off. I mean, it was just back and forth. And Joe Golding gave a lot of credit to them uh, for the final, the final six minutes and the way that they showed a lot of toughness to close out the game. OT, you've been great. I can't thank you enough as well for all the time. You give me your final thoughts as the Miners kind of have a quicker turnaround uh, here ahead of the t- a Sun Bowl Invitational? Uh, just a sense of urgency. Uh, need guys to step up. You need leadership. Uh, whether that post player, guard, you need, to, you need to have seniors, leader guys. Guys that's leaders that's going to enforce stuff that Coach Golden doesn't behind the scenes. Um, piggybacking off Isaiah, Coach Golden is a defensive mind coach, so I don't think they'll ever give up. They're going to always play to the end. They're tough. They're scrappy. I just think that the fans want to see good quality basketball, teamwork, leading leading into conference play. Go out, have two really good games, show execution, uh, poise, toughness, togetherness. And I think the fans are – will feel a little bit more ease going into conference play, just playing good basketball. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh, Both of you guys, thank you so much again. Can't thank you enough for doing this and joining us here today. Yeah, Adrian, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure, um, you know, talking with you and Sal. Thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. OT, appreciate it as well. Adrian, thank you for the invite. Uh, You got to do this a little bit more. Yeah, we do. And we need also mesh two alumni with each other like this. It's two different generations, but it's always great to get perspective from you guys. So let's do this. Let's take one more break. When we come back, we're going to wind things up here on Minor Talk as we continue here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. We're wrapping things up here on Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Special thanks again to Isaiah Reigns and, of course, OT Omar Thomas joining us here in River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios. Sal, uh, this is another one where Minor fans just feel defeated. Uh, I feel like, man, 2023 has not been good to Minor fans, right? No, it hasn't, um, considering you know what they thought they would see uh, after the first couple of games, where we can be honest, uh, in our opinion, I don't think they should really count as wins. But um, you know, against non-division one opponents, and now we're seeing it against teams that, in theory, right, NCAA wise, they're on the same level of, but they just look completely opposite from what they showed. It's not even that they're barely losing. Like, yeah, this game was. I, I don't think the final score indicates the type of game that it was. I think AC was in control for a large part of it, um, but. One, not seeing consistency, and then number two, not getting a taste of that same medicine from uh, from earlier in the season. Yeah, that's a really good point too, Sal, because at, at the start of the season, this team was so much different to where they currently are right now. I mean, that's another thing. It feels like a completely different team uh, when you just look at it from top to bottom. Hey, if you'd like to duck in a late call, 915-505-6009, but let's, uh, let's close it out by talking some of our sponsors and shouting out some of the top players from this matchup. I know it was tough to find, uh, you know, some of the better teams or better players from this one. But let's start off with our hot hand of the game, and this is thanks to our great friends out at Wind Supply El Paso. And this one, uh, man, I can't go Zid Powell. I can't go Calvin Solomon. Both guys were pretty much in the doghouse. Sal, I think this is one of those rare occasions where we've got to go a, a player who wins both awards, and that's going to be Tay Hardy. Um, 
7 for 16. He also contributed with four steals, by the way. Hot hand of this one. 36 minutes of action, and Tay Hardy wins it here for uh, this one. The Hot Hand Award brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. Hey, the weather is finally cooled off here in El Paso. If you're looking for a new furnace or looking for new HVAC systems and parts, check out WindSupplyElPaso.com. And also check out the Find a Dealer tab on WindSupplyElPaso.com. That's where you can find great brands like Champion, where you can uh, get a new furnace, and that's thanks to Wind Supply El Paso. Give them a follow on all social media platforms at Wind Supply El Paso. Let's go uh, over to our player of the game. This is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell, the realtor here in El Paso. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out Timothy Cantrell, your trusted real estate agent. He's got over 20 years of experience. He's got vast knowledge, unwavering dedication, and valuable resources. He's here to make your real estate dreams come come true. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Timothy Realtor for the latest listings and tips. If you're ready to take the next step, contact Timothy today and reach him at 915-204-8441 via call or text. Let's stay with Tay Hardy, player of the game in this one. Uh, really gave all he had in this game. By the way, Sal, 22 points, 5 rebounds, 4 steals. Does this change how you feel about Tay Hardy, the way he's played recently overall? Um, you know what? I'll say this because there's two different thoughts that I have. Number one was last year and then this year. I think um, he's really progressed to be that number one guy for this year's team. I didn't think he would uh, just off of last year, but no, I think he's shown he could be, or that he is the most reliable guy when he's out there on the floor. Um, and then as far as what I think of him this year, from uh, from when I started seeing that, my opinion, um, you know, just continuing to, um, to be that coach on the floor that they need. And unfortunately, the, the contagion isn't spreading around in terms of, you know, that, that fluidity, that, that cohesiveness. Uh, but, I mean, it's a, it's a long grind, man. And everybody knows you got to win Conference USA to get to the dance. I'm not saying this team is going to get there. I'm not saying they're not. But these are the lessons that they got to learn. Because if we're having these same conversations, you know, late January, mid-February, and conference tournament is right around the corner, you're not playing your best basketball, and the element of surprises is not really going to be there. So there's a lot of time from now until then. Uh, but it starts now, man. We, we got to see some sort of uh, progression team-wise. Individually, guys, you know, I think they'll do it, but it's a team game, as, uh, as Isaiah said. You got to be able to rely on each other, not just on a handful of guys. Yeah, you're exactly right. Right, I feel like for the miners, uh, having more balance, showing the depth that you flex at the start of the year. That's what they were talking about. That was the whole idea about this group. They had a lot of depth and stuff like that. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, they've got to prove it to people out there right now. And I think they've got to win the fans back. Uh, I think that, that was one of the biggest things uh, that we could take away from today. The fan base right now is out on this team, and it's up to the team to try to win the fans back. So let's see what happens here. Uh, Sal, let's play a little prediction game. Let's do a little crystal oh, ball, okay? Uh, let's just go win or loss, okay? Norfolk State, Wednesday in the first round of the Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. Win or loss for you? Uh, you know what? I, I can't give an honest answer on that because I haven't seen what uh, Norfolk's done. I'll go off of tradition that I know within the last you know decade or so. If I have to go off of that alone... It's going to be tough. I think Norfolk gets this one. Wow. Okay, so let's say South Dakota State beats Wyoming. I'll say UTEP wins that one. So I have a win. You have a loss. Okay, so let's say uh, South Dakota State beats Wyoming. So that means UTEP plays Wyoming in the consolation game on Thursday. Win or loss there for you, Sal? Um, you know what? I think that one will uh, – you know what? I think it'll also be a loss. Okay. I, I, I think Wyoming is, although six and four, uh, they're a better team than that record indicates. Okay, I, I like it. Um, I'm gonna go a loss there. So I have them splitting in the Sun Bowl Invitational. Seattle at home on Saturday, December 30th. Win or loss? Seattle, by the way, Sal, six and four, 128 in the country right now, ranking wise. Um, oh man, and I haven't seen what these teams could do. But going off of emotion, which is always bad, <laughs> right? Um, you know what? I, <laughs> I think they'll be able to snap a streak and go into 2024 showing some positive signs. Um, so uh, it's big, though. Either way, right? You look at each of these games. I don't want to say must wins because there's a very long season ahead of you. However, you got to turn the corner at some point. Which corner, which game is going to be this corner that you turn on? So. Yeah, and I think it's Seattle. I think they beat Seattle, too. So I have them winning that game. So I have them winning two of their next three games. You have them winning one of their next three games, right? Um, yes, that, that's kind of how you. 
haven't. Okay, so let's talk about the New Mexico State game on the road because regardless of these other teams, there is a lot of unknown. To your point, Sal, Norfolk State, uh, Seattle, Wyoming, there's a lot of unknown and even South Dakota State. But we do know a little bit more about New Mexico State. They're 5-7 and seven right now. They're coming off a tight loss against New Mexico, which, by the way, if you watch the Lobos this year, you realize how much of a win that loss was for New Mexico State, if that makes any sense. Uh, they played better in that loss than they've had in a while. And maybe they can build off that. They've got Stephen F. Austin this week. They're 5-7 and seven again. And then they'll, they'll host the Miners in their first uh, matchup. And that's Thursday, January 4th. Win or loss, Sal? UTEP, New Mexico State at the Pan Am uh, on January 4th. You know what? At the Pan Am, I'm going to go with the loss there. Wow. They, they play twice okay. a year, though. So Correct. I, I could see a split considering it's a new year for uh, or, or new team, basically, in, in Las Cruces uh, with Coach Hooten and company. Uh, so I— I'll, I'll go a bit further into the schedule. I think it's a split, a home for both. Okay. All right. So you have them uh, essentially only winning one of their next four. And that's also coming okay. off five straight losses to Division One teams. So that's tough for the Miners right there. If they go through that stretch, and that is right before they get ready for conference action, uh, really getting underway. They have Chicago State. I have them definitely winning that one. Chicago State, that should not be a loss whatsoever. Yeah. And that's a home game. And Chicago State, by the way, 5-9 and nine on on the season so far. So uh, if that's the case, Sal, you'd have UTEP going two of five. I'll have UTEP going three of five in their next five games. Uh, but let's see what happens. I, I just don't think I feel I think I don't think both of us feel better about this team right now as it currently stands. And I think they need somebody else other than Tay Hardy to really step up and, uh, you know, really help them out in these stretches. Yeah, and a big word for Coach Golding has been adversity, and it's like there's a different hurdle each game. This time it was, you know, just not fouling as much as they did, which was a big problem. And for a team that's going to be as physical as, as – or try to be as physical as they want to, sticking to that Coach Golding principle, not making anything easy, um, how, do you, how do you go around that when the style of defense that you're used to playing is something that you can't do? Or if you do do it, you're getting out of that defensive rhythm because the clock is stopping so much good point I mean yeah it's a it's a tough like conundrum that UTEP has right now and they have to find a balance and tonight it, w- it just was defense that really didn't help them out hey again our broadcast is brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency we'll be out at the District West 3233 North Mesa on Wednesday ahead uh, of UTEP taking on Norfolk State but for Sal Montes for all of our listeners and for all our guests and I'm Adrian Broadus we are presented again by the Oscar ID at the agency check them out online OscarIDAtTheAgency.com for home auto, life, or even business commercial insurance needs. That's the Oscar Arietta Agency, the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Abilene Christian defeats UTEP 88-82. We'll be back next week for more here on 600 ESPN El Paso.